0: Everybody, welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast, presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And this is supposed to be the off season, um, but as many of you know, the NFL really does not have an off season anymore. It's a three hundred and sixty-five day a year entity. And, uh, it has definitely been that way for the Steelers, uh, since the, the playoff loss in, in early January, we're now a little more than a month out since that. And, uh, things are starting to take shape and, and, uh, we're now less than a, a, a month from the new league year starting, which means the Steelers have to get cap compliant and they got to have a lot of stuff, uh, taken care of by then. So the, the next, um, Several weeks are, are going to bring some very uh, up and down decisions and emotional ones, I'm sure, for Steelers Nation. And if you uh, are on social media, you'll know exactly what I mean in the last 36, 48 hours. Um, as we dive into some of this cap stuff, I have, uh, as usual, Ben and Ian are with me and Paul. Uh, Two guys that know the cap very, very well. So um, I, I definitely trust what they say, and you should too. And um, first of all, gentlemen, welcome in. And um, Ben, are you uh, enjoying a uh, beverage this evening? Oh, a couple. I mean, what, what do you got? On. Well, oh, we got a little it. basil
1: hay, and we got about three fingers of that. Okay. And uh, I got a couple of beers. You know, all right. All
0: right. Some, some nice, tasty Northwest ales. Northwest Ales, all right, yes, very good. Yes, okay, we're okay. spoiled here. Well, hey, good for you guys. Yeah, uh, Ian,
2: I have uh, Rebel Yell. Re- uh, Rebel whiskey. Yell,
0: yes. Okay, very good. I happen I, to uh, know
1: for for a fact that Ian has good whiskey at his
0: house, but he drinks this crap all the time. <laughs> Rebel Yell. <laughs> I, it's funny when I went into his house, I did notice there was this 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 kind of strange door with a lock on it. Yeah. And uh it it that, had something about kids stay away. That's that's uh, where
1: he keeps the whiskey that he breaks out when people come over and it's just
0: out for looks. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the snifter on the back uh, uh behind the businessman's desk, right? It's I just guess. there for looks. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, you know what guys, I went total blue collar tonight. I grabbed an icy light when I got back from, uh, my, my son's basketball game. <laughs> and you're game.
2: making fun of me for drinking whiskey. I know, I, yeah. know, I know, I've only got yeah. a few
0: left uh, of that case my brother-in-law got for me. So I, I gotta be careful with those, those blue is it, collar Is babies. that the mango? No, no, I, I've still got some mangoes. But uh, that's really the uh, sorority is... chick
1: beer. But oh, it is. whatever.
0: And of course, now I have to get a hold of the um, uh, Yingling mango. The Ying Yingling mango. I've got to yeah. find it. Uh, I, I'm just. Uh, I got. We got to get a hold of Rizzo Sarge, and he, he's a big mango fan too. And. We'll, we'll get his two cents, because I'm sure he's had it by now. But We should
2: uh, have him on the podcast just to talk about beer. That would just, be great. Right. The, the,
0: the, the Black and Golden Beer Show, or something like that. I don't know. Um, anyway, yeah, you know, so Marquise Pouncy did not check with me last week. I was very disappointed. Um, you know, we did the podcast a week ago tonight, and then he and his brother, Mike, decided to retire the next day, and, and I, I sent him a very sternly worded letter. Saying, dude, why why would you do that uh, and not let us know the night before? But uh, he, he, he probably, probably laughed. I, I'm sure he, I'm sure he did as he usually does. <laughs> if when he I send, read it at send all. him letters. <laughs> right, right. Um, so so Marquise does does uh, retire after eleven seasons. And um, um, Ben, is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, yeah, probably. I mean,
1: he's had a disappointing last couple of years, but overall, you got to look at at somebody's entire body of work when you talk about whether or not they're a Hall of Famer. And for a lot of years, Marquise was the best center in the league. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, especially this year, I'd say he made the Pro Bowl on, on reputation more than on his play but you know uh for a very 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 long time he was the standard by which centers are judged by and uh you know he he also upheld that standard of, of great center play that the, the the Steelers have had for a long time as far as you know that the tradition at that position goes so I'm gonna say yeah he is um you know, it's it's pretty rare for an offensive lineman to go in first ballot, and I don't know that Marquise True. will either, but he might he's got a decent shot. He, yeah. he made so many damn pro bowls in all pro
2: teams that He made he probably... nine Pro Bowls in ten years. The only one he didn't make was the year that uh David DeCastro fell on his knee on the first
0: drive of the season season. well you know DeCastro
1: was just getting him back for taking his knee out the year
0: before (laughs) that's right in buffalo (laughs) i'm
1: I'm being facetious guys neither one of those guys did that on purpose no sorry i know bad joke
2: you know the the point is i mean nine nine pro bowls in 10 years two all pros and he was on the hall of fame's all 2010s decade yes he was i mean i I think that's a, a pretty good you know, pretty good triumvirate of reasons for why he makes the Hall of Fame eventually. I I agree. It's hard for linemen to make yeah. a first ballot, but I think I think eventually he will get it. Well,
0: if Kevin freaking Mawai can get in the Hall of Fame, then it should be a damn sure. Yeah, that, for that was okay we're not, not yeah no that. no no we're not i shouldn't have brought it up uh yeah I, I i don't know um you know and he had to i I'll never forget it wasn't it his rookie season that that he got the real bad sprained ankle right you know as we got towards the super bowl yep yeah, it was yeah. he
2: missed the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. Um and that, that would have been his one his one chance as it turned out to play in it. And and uh you know, I and I remember guys like Dan Marino talking about uh, you know, when he made the Super Bowl at such a young age thinking, you know, I'm gonna be able to do this a few times. It just goes to show you how damn hard it is to get to the Super Bowl. Um and and just I guess Illustrates how uh, phenomenal it is that Tom Brady's been to as many as he has, but um, he's he's the last person I really want to talk about right now. so um, Ian what what does this do for the the Steelers? I mean, right now the only center they've got on the roster is j c. Uh, hassenauer uh, who who was a, a basically a backup at the University of Alabama most of his career. The Steelers saw some things they liked. You know, he started a game, uh, a couple games this year. And, and uh, I, I mean, w- what does this do going forward for, for the Steelers?
2: <laughs> center becomes your top priority and top need in the yeah. offseason, whether I, it's – I don't know about that, but all it's right. up there. Let, whether, whether, whether Ian, let Ian
0: finish because I know you have a little bit different opinion here, Ben. What, whether yeah.
2: it's free agency or the draft, I mean, you 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 have to address center at some point. That's well, no big deal. You just shine. You sign a Sean Mahon and It's are set. So, <laughs> yeah. Come he, guy, who, on. guy Who winds up on his back more than at the end of every play, more than he winds up. Turtle so, yeah. I mean, he that was terrible. I mean, if, and here's the thing, if you don't have a, a a, at least decent quality center. You can't even run an offense because you get interior pressure on every play. The quarterback can't step up into his throws. I don't care who the quarterback is—if it's Ben, if it's Mason, if it's Lamar Jackson, who's mobile, if it's Patrick Mahomes—I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl. If, if yep. the quarterback can't step up into his throws, mm-hmm. then you know the whole thing falls apart. The the passing game falls apart. The run game falls apart because yeah. you know you have interior linemen basically right on top of you. Um, you know, as soon as you're handing the ball off, think of it if you don't have a good center, think of it like you're playing against Aaron Donald every week, except you're not playing against Aaron Donald every week. You're playing against like regular guys, but that's mm-hmm. what it looks like. If you don't have a good center.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with it now, Ben, I, I, I think you lean a little bit more towards offensive tackle, but you're right. Like, why? What's the reasoning here? Because <laughs> I look at it, left tackle specifically. And yeah.
1: That is an empty position right now, like completely empty. There's no depth. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the guy they 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 were counting on to be the guy there next year is Chooks. He did not exactly overwhelm this year. He was pretty underwhelming, especially as a run blocker mm-hmm. and not great as a pass blocker. Now it could just be that, you know, he's better on the left side and that he'll be fine, but he wasn't overly impressive to say the least. Al, is a shell of his once former efficient self. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't expect him to come back. He's already in decline. You know, he's 32. He's done. Uh, You need someone there to protect your quarterback from speed rushers. Or again, as as Ian just pointed out, it doesn't make any difference how good your quarterback is. Mm -hmm. If he's running for his life, he can't do anything. He can't help you. So I would say, you draft a tackle first you draft a center certainly and you draft one high and you also sign a center and it's not going to be a great center. It's going to be, it's going to be a veteran like a a Stefan Wisniewski class Mm -hmm. guy who can be the veteran presence on the team and start, maybe start some games early in the season. Uh, Maybe start for the whole season. If, if the rookie can't, can't go in there and win the game eventually win the position, excuse me, eventually. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean basically I think tackles more important but but center is is very important uh, and both positions are more important than running back for fuck's sake. Not <laughs> Najee Harris. It isn't going to happen.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, you're, you're, here's the point I was at last yeah. year was like the only running back, maybe in NFL history, that could have run behind our line last year was Barry Sanders. Like that's how bad it was. There were just guys in the backfield all the time. Like it doesn't matter who you have at running
0: back, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't happening.
1: I don't know. Ninety six Jerome Bettis might have done okay.
0: Yeah, given given a good head start, he, he probably yeah, give been given a forward.
1: give him three steps, and that guy was <sighs> yes,
0: a, a tank.
1: Yeah, three um, steps to get ahead of steam and good luck bringing them down.
0: So so are we looking at, like, and, and here's a name for you, are we looking at, like, a Fernando Valesco-level type free agent signing here? Um, uh, and, I, that's and maybe my a expectation, rookie. yes. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and, and, and a rookie, you know, both. Yes. I, I think you've mm-hmm. got to do both, and, and you've got to draft a tackle, and mm-hmm. you're still not going to, you know, you're still going to have a bit of a patchwork line, but you'll have enough there. To make it work you're not going to have tremendous depth but it'll work
0: is this Ian I'll ask you this first is this a situation where the Steelers unlike many years where I mean we're, we're always told they look for you know highest rated guy on their board best player available blah, blah 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 you know all these things I mean what happens if let's just say that that one of these cornerbacks should fall and is sitting there at twenty four. That that they got a really really good uh, uh, score on, a good rating on on their board. I, I mean, you mean like do if they...
2: Patrick Sertan
0: falls? Well, I'm not necessarily saying him because I don't see that happening. But but yeah, sure. Let's just say as an example, uh, him or or oh my god, what if Kyle Pitts fell to twenty four? I, I, mean, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to take him, but he's not going to,
1: yes. He's a right. top
0: 10 talent. He's not. No, a... I, I totally agree. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there from a, yeah. a no, a, it's, it's
2: what if you, this, this team has enough needs and enough shortage of depth yeah. that you take the best player available, mm-hmm. regardless of your needs. I mean, I mean we yeah. not only, you know, one of the, let's just talk about this. One of the common things that gets floated around Twitter every now and then is like, Oh my goodness! The Steelers have hundred and seventy million dollars oh, in twenty twenty three cap space. Oh, for fuck's sake! Here we go. We're uh, Yeah, but that's cause only, no, 20, Yeah, whatever. Because yeah. they only have because they only have seventeen guys signed through that through twenty twenty two.
1: So like, and it's it's they're... all the positions they don't have signed, like quarterback and left tackle, <laughs> and, and the the big contract for Watt. Those are the things people right. aren't taking into consideration.
2: Right. Well, and, and uh, not only that, but right. I mean, there's the Watt contract, both Hayden and Nelson are entering the last year of their contract. Um, So yeah, if, if one of the top cornerbacks, which was your example, Mark is there, Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. you take him because your top two corners are entering the last year of their deals. And that gives you some flexibility on what you decide to do with Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if, yeah if it's a if it's a tackle you have needs there if it's a center you have needs there if if it's a if it's a quarterback if one of the top four quarterbacks is somehow available there at 24 yeah you take him because you don't have one signed after this year um so yes kind of best tight end too i mean eric ebron's mm-hmm. only signed through this year and right. we're sure as heck not going into 2022 as <laughs> zach gentry is the starting tight end so why zach, not because oh, he sucks fuckers. um <laughs> <laughs> so, well, so so, my point yeah. is, it, it, it doesn't matter. We have enough needs in the long term right. that whoever the best player is on the board, you take them. Yeah, and no. I mean, you, but,
1: I, I still think, especially given the fact that the, the depth at, at tackle in this draft is as good as it is, mm-hmm. you can get a top-tier tackle at that position. By the same token, yes, Ian is correct. If Aaron Rodgers falls to 24, you take him.
2: Like yeah. he did for Green Bay. Exactly. Yes. Right, you, you take
1: him every time because the, the value is too good. You can't pass it up.
0: So if Najee Harris is sitting there 24. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, so really it's fair to say, though, that, that with all of the, the needs that we have, running back is not one that you grab. Are, are we saying that then? Not in the first I mean, round no, right. i I agree, I mean running backs yeah. even marquee
1: running backs you you keep them around for four or five years, run the wheels off of them, and then yeah. you let them leave that's that's yep, yep. that's the league now
0: no you, I, you I'm totally with you. you yeah. don't
1: pay running backs big money, you don't make big investments in running backs, and looking at the big issues with the run game this year it was the line it wasn't the running backs james conner isn't that bad he's mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. and and if he gets on a team with a decent line next year pfft, he's going to look a hell of a lot better and we're, and, and steelers yeah. fans are going to go she shouldn't have let him leave blah blah fuck whatever no, you're right, you guys right. bitch about everything no matter what but I mean bottom line he's not that bad when he's when guys are getting hit in the backfield they have no chance they got no shot
0: nope nope uh you know it's funny ian you mentioned you know barry sanders and i i i think back to the lions were in a playoff game one year at green bay and i i think the packers held him to like minus four rushing that game um and the one significant reason why was penetration they he he could never get going and that's kind of what we saw with the Steelers a lot this year. It wasn't to that degree at times. Um, but when you're being stonewalled and you're being pushed backwards, your running backs don't have a damn chance. So um, I I'm, I think this draft is just going to be really fascinating. Uh, so I'm excited to see where it goes. And we've got like, what, 70 days. But be that as it may. Um, One we did hear today. Uh, I, want to, I want to say about
2: running backs. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, you know, looking at where the league is going – you know not only is it very rare that a running back actually starts all 16 games yeah. um you know you're you're basically unless you've got you know a, a Derrick Henry who's just a monster yeah. um i don't think any of the top running backs last year actually started all 16 games um additionally if you look at you know the top 10 rushers from last season um, you know not many of them were even first round picks i mean you've got you know and you've got james robinson in jacksonville who was the nfl's sixth leading rusher last year yeah. was an undrafted free agent a bunch of guys picked in the second round um, you know a bunch of guys in later rounds and, and we've seen it here too that you can you can find later round picks and yeah. and plug them in and have them play Run, running back's not one of those positions unless you have just an an absolute you know generational talent at running back that's worth it in the first round it's usually not you can usually find comparable guys uh you know later on in the draft
0: well let me ask you guys this my son and i were having this discussion he he says to me uh earlier say dad you said you know it looks like the panthers might might try to make a run at watson and i said he's not going anywhere and and then my son says to me, he says, it sounds like Carolina would even give up McCaffrey for that. Would you do that, Ben? Would you give up McCaffrey to get a hold of Watson?
1: Uh probably not, no.
2: Okay. All right. Ian? No. Uh oof. I mean, The the problem is, well, for them, but McCaffrey does so many things. He's not, he's not just a running back. He's, he's their slot receiver too. I mean, he, he is kind of the exception to the rule of running backs because he Mm -hmm. does so much for their passing game.
1: And and it's also because they, they don't just want two players. They want two players, two firsts, and two seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you want two of our young ascending players, plus you want two future picks in the first and second round. I mean, yeah. that would be like the Steelers saying, I'll tell you what. Let me ask you guys this, both of you. Mm-hmm. Would you trade TJ Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and two firsts and two seconds for Deshaun Watson?
0: No. Hell no. No. Not even close.
1: No. Hell no. And the reason they're asking for so much is they don't have any intention of trading him
0: no and it uh, as Mike Ditka and others have proven, it only takes one, and if somebody is crazy enough to bite on it then then yeah. so be it but yeah i don't i don't I don't think they're in any hurry, yeah, you know the the reason I asked about McCaffrey and and you guys I think nailed it because he is so much more than just a running back um. And, and I think that's the point is that we we look at running backs today, we see them used for three, four, five years and and they're shuttled along. And um it's like a beating, so, man. Yeah, oh my god, big time, big time. Um for sure. But anyway, we'll get back to the Steelers here. I just thought that was kind of fascinating. Um, you are listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida whether it's uh, commercial residential multifamily or condos contact deck roofing today by visiting deckroofing.com um salary cap we got some news today that uh, it was going to go from the expected 175 to 180 and Florida in, 180 well and, and that's what i was going to start with here uh, ben I, I saw some n f l talking heads say uh they they used the term floor and then i heard other people say well it 's the the you know that 's the cap but explain exactly what in the hell they 're talking about the
1: letter that went out today to to sure. the n f l team said that the salary cap would be at least one hundred and eighty million dollars. It has not been finalized right and they 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 will continue working with the n f l p a to finalize that cap number and that they would advise teams at a later date. Um, And, you know, they're going to try and get it done as early as they can. But they're trying to do the whole TV contract thing. And the NFLPA is stalling because TV contracts haven't been finalized because Mm -hmm. they don't know who's going to produce the Thursday night package that is probably going to end up being streamed by one Mm -hmm. of the service providers. But somebody else has got to produce it. Uh, this year that was CBS. I don't but, know that CBS wants to do it anymore. So you know, it's got to be NBC or ESPN or ABC mm-hmm. or NBC. I, you know, one of them has got to step up and 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 be the producing partner because Amazon doesn't have their own coverage team. <laughs> Right. And cameras and whatnot, right? Yeah, yeah. You need all For, that uh, stuff
0: to show a football game. Yeah, yeah
1: just just giving you that example. Uh, Amazon and Twitter and you know whoever else might jump in to to want to do this. They don't have the production capability to be able to put together that kind of a mm-hmm. broadcast. So, the NFL lost four billion dollars in revenues last mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. It's a big chunk. That is a huge chunk. The yeah. NFL wanted to recognize that entire loss in 2021. The entire thing. They wanted to put it all behind them at once, or at least mm-hmm. that's their that was their bargaining position when they went in to talk to the NFLPA. The NFLPA wanted to take that over out over a period of time. They suggested a 10-year amortization. Um, the league and the NFLPA eventually came to a four-year agreement. So they're going to recognize those losses over four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean to tell anybody that the NFL lost $4 billion in profits. Their revenues were down $4 billion. Their expenses were also down. So they didn't yeah. lose $4 billion in real dollars, but they lost $4 billion in revenues. Uh, unfortunately, the salary cap, Is based Mm -hmm. upon total revenues. So um, future future TV deals don't really impact what the 2020 run revenues will be. They already kind of know what that's going to be, provided that they can have fans in the stands. Right. So they already have a a sense for what an unadjusted salary cap would be before those losses are recognized or whatever portion of of that is recognized. Mm Mm-hmm um and you know they're they're negotiating with the nflpa on what that final number is going to be but what everybody needs to bear in mind is whatever that number is they're borrowing money from okay. future salary caps right to pump up the salary cap this year so whatever additional money's the union realizes over and beyond what that unadjusted salary cap would be is less money that they're going to see later. And, you know, so as a result, we're probably going to feel this loss for more like eight years. Does that make sense?
0: Well, is it fair to say that it's it's kind of like uh you you have uh you've you've accrued a large debt, uh you owe somebody, and instead of them saying, Hey, I need it now, I'm gonna let you pay it pay it off over a period of time. Is that fair to say? As an of. So, uh, I mean I know there's um along the lines
1: uh, of me saying to you, Yeah, um, I'm gonna give you an eight year contract mm-hmm. and I'm gonna pay you a hundred dollars this year. Um, and I'm gonna pay you two hundred dollars in the last year of the contract.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Oh, but you would like more. Well, I'll tell you what, we can borrow twenty-five dollars from year five and we'll put it into year one, and we'll borrow another twenty-five from year six and we'll put it into year two. We'll, we'll borrow another twenty-five from year three, and we'll put it into Good. year, excuse me, year seven, we'll put it into year three, and so on and so forth. So whatever money is moved from future years into the cap this year is is less money it's more money recognized today realized right. today but it's it's less that you're going to um, you're going to
0: earn in the future okay so at 180 um ian does this really do much for the Steelers or is this just kind of like eh, okay, it, it just takes a little salt out of the wound. I mean, it, what does it really do here? It helps, but it doesn't help
2: a ton. Um, yeah. So we also have $5 million in carryover dollars from last year. So we were $5 million under the cap at the end of last season, so we were able to carry that, that cap space or that mm-hmm. money over to this year. So effectively, the Steelers' salary cap this year is – If if the actual cap comes in at one eighty, it would be one hundred eighty-five for us. If it comes in at one eighty five, it would be one ninety for us, you know, somewhere around there. That being said, we already have like close to two hundred and twenty million dollars in commitments. So that's why we need to make adjustments. So at one eighty, we're still, you know, thirty million ish, thirty-five million ish under the cap or over the cap, sorry. Um the the cap is under by thirty, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I mean there's there's adjustments that have to be made. Uh, you know some of those are going to come in the form of the retirements, with Pouncey retiring that saves a little bit, with um you know Vance McDonald retiring that saves a little bit, but you know point two, yeah yeah. So so it's chipping away at it, but I mean the the elephant in the room is Ben Roethlisberger's contract. You're you're you know, not going to get under the salary cap with any kind of room. Uh, to do anything, and like we said, they have what nineteen free agents this year. They need to sign. So without touching Ben's nineteen million dollars in salary that he's due this year, between his fifteen million dollar roster bonus, which is due in mid March, which is why there's some urgency to do something now. And four million dollar base salary. Yeah. Um, so and and don't forget too that you probably we have that five million in carryover. But you probably need about that much to sign your draft picks. And they also usually like to go into the year with somewhere between three and five million in cap space, just because when guys get hurt, then you have some room to sign guys off the street to add to your roster, things like that. So, I mean, effectively, they need to get eight to 10 million under the cap just to be able to, you know, sign their draft picks and have space going into the season that they want to have. not only, and, and more under that if they want to be able to sign any free agents. So, so they, they've um, got to be cap compliant by March seventeenth, no matter
1: what. Yes, right. right. Yeah, yes. you know, and and Ben's bo- roster bonus isn't due for another five days, so his roster bonus isn't even the real deadline anymore. They have to have it done before the new league year starts, or they cannot
0: operate at all. That's uh, I mean. <laughs> Okay, so I'm kind of speechless because um, that really puts this whole thing into kind of hyperdrive, and and so let's get into that because Kevin Colbert spoke yesterday, and um, look, you know, Colbert is usually really, really good with his words and stuff and and so on and so forth. (laughs) I
1: thought he was, Uh,
0: actually. Uh, But uh, he – he came off to me as a guy a little defeated um, yesterday. And and that's not to say that he and Omar Khan and, and the others won't get this all straightened around and figured out. But look, as Ian just said, this all comes back to, to number seven um, and, and what ultimately is going to happen there. And I, I think some fans are under this idea that, well, if he just retires, then we get all that money back. Or if he's cut, well, then we get all that cap space. Uh, no, it doesn't work quite that way. Um, ben, what did what did you take from what Colbert was saying? And and I guess right now, you know, as we sit here on February eighteenth, uh, is is Ben Roethlisberger back next year? Which comments are you
1: referring to? I mean, Colbert said a lot. He talked for thirty minutes.
0: He did I, I guess I'm just referring to some of the comments he made that, in, in my opinion and again, it's just my opinion uh, he, he really was putting it on Ben. Um, you know, things kinda. I mean, basically kinda. what he
1: said is, we need to make sure yeah. this situation worked for us and for Ben, and we've told him that we'd have to make an adjustment to that contract. But right. he he was not
0: direct about what that adjustment would be. Do do you do you guys think though that that the only two things really on the table anymore now seem to be retirement or just ridiculous pay cut? Yes, Ian. Yeah, yeah. I because I, I don't. I mean, and you guys know this better than I do. But restructuring uh, extension just doesn't seem. the cards to me at all again as i as i referenced last week the steelers have never
1: done voidable years on a contract ever Mm -hmm. i'm not saying they shouldn't i'm just saying they don't so everybody that keeps suggesting the voidable years the voidable years they can just do the voidable years they don't do that they just i mean that's like that would be trailblazing behavior under the contract Mm -hmm. standard for the steelers they just don't do it and they don't extend guys past the years they think they can actually play. I'm not saying it's the right way to do it. I'm saying it's what they do. Mm-hmm. So no, right. I'm not expecting them to do either one of those things. On top of that, if they extend Ben, you know, basically it means paying him 19 million dollars in cash this year, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they've got. Um, you know, they're they're making it sound like they don't have the cash reserves. To be able to do that, I th- I think they may be exaggerating the situation a little bit, but um, yeah. you know, uh, I I don't think they're they're looking to extend him, and I don't think that they want to do voidable years to try and and smooth that number out, you know, to make it more palatable from a cap standpoint. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could. You could add a couple avoidable years and do a fake extension with fake years, you know, and then right. tell Ben, you're not going to play past this season, and you could, you could reduce his cap hit by, you know, quite a bit, but they just don't do business that way. No, They
0: just they, don't. They don't. Um, and, and so, Ian, uh, what, what do you think? Uh, is, he, is he back, or are they ready to transition away from him?
2: I feel like with every passing day, my confidence in him coming back decreases. I Uh, I was, I was pretty confident last week, but now, you know, looking Mm -hmm. at the broader situation, you've got two of his best friends on the team in Marquise Pouncey and Vance McDonald, both retiring, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, Kevin Colbert's comments, um, you know, and and then also, even if he does come back, you know, Ben has said he'd like to have Juju back and, you know, He's pretty close with James Conner, who's probably going to be gone. It's pretty close with Phil Villanueva, who's definitely going to be gone. So, I mean, he, different offensive coordinator. Even though you know he, Matt Canada was there last year, it's still going to be a somewhat different system. So, you know, is it does Ben want to adapt to all these new teammates and coaches in his last year? Is he willing to do the Peyton Manning thing, or is he, um, you know, gonna hang it up and? I know he said he wants to play, but right. does he? Ben's always been a guy who wants to do things on his terms, right? Does Very he, much. Does he want to play with all these new guys in a new offensive system, um, or you know, does he want to play with the same group of guys he had this year? Which is infeasible given the cap and everything else. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, it's not feasible. You're exactly right. And I think that was behind some of Colbert's comments about, you know, it's it's not necessarily just about Ben, but the team around him, too. And, and I read into that, that that's kind of part of Ben's decision. Also, not only part of the team's decision, it wasn't just that, you know, the, the team was saying, hey, if we bring back Ben, we're not going to be able to sign anyone else. But I mean, it's certainly if, if Ben plays on his current salary number, they can't bring back anyone else or really do anything it really hamstrings them um so yeah it's it's really going to come down to and it's really that 15 million dollar roster bonus that they have to make a decision on um you know and i mean maybe the easiest thing to do from a contract perspective is to defer that roster bonus until you know the end of training camp like if say, you know, if he's on the roster at the end of camp uh, or something like that to kind mm-hmm. of push the decision back. They, but they, but they ben, can't. ben is Ben is absolutely, our, our Ben is absolutely right that they have to get under the cap by the start of the league right. year on March 17th, and they're not going to get under the cap in any way unless they do something with Roethlisberger's
0: contract. So basically they have
2: to make a decision in the next month, one way or the yeah, other. Yeah,
0: did, didn't they do that exactly. with, was, it, was that Boswell they did that with?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, they it did, but it, up, yeah. it was a lot less money. Yeah, oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, the apples know. and oranges. Definitely. So
1: yeah, it was it was completely different, and they actually had the cap space to carry that mm-hmm. roster bonus. It's also true all the way through the summer, where this year they just don't have that option at all. Um, I think what they were telling, I think what Colbert was saying is, look, mm-hmm. we've told Ben that Juju's not coming back, and we already know. That you know, Vance, who he was close with, and Pouncy, yep. who he was close with, they're not coming back. Mm-hmm. And Ben now knows it's going to be a completely different offense, not just schematically, but from a personnel standpoint. And we're giving him an opportunity to consider whether or not he wants to come back. And frankly, I also think they're negotiating. I, and I know this sounds shitty, especially mm-hmm. for a guy mm-hmm. who's played for them for seventeen seasons, but. I think they're they're overplaying the we're poor <laughs> angle angle a little bit here. Cause it's not like the Steelers are hurting for cash. Okay. Yes, right, they are right. cap poor. They, they they have cap poverty this year. No question. But could they pay Ben the nineteen million dollars and, and make it work? Yeah, they could. They just don't want to
0: bottom line is it at all possible that there's an element that they really 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 want to see what mason rudolph can do with a full offseason Why, i prepared? hope not well <laughs> no I, I i i i'm with you none of us are are in the mason rudolph camp okay um but you know he's in the last year of his contract um, I, is there is there something there where they're like you know we need to see what he can do? We liked the little bit of improvement we saw in his one start. I, I, I what mean, because improvement they... was this. Uh, I mean, I thought it, he Colbert, improved a little. Colbert
1: alluded to that in his press conference. Yeah, we were encouraged by his improvement in the game. What improvement? I, he still I... was captain check down. He yes. still missed open reads. He still I... did all the dumb shit. He did before. Uh, uh, I just I I, don't
0: I think he was a little better than that. That's just me. And I'm not I'm not saying
1: that's not saying he's, he's a winning the Super Bowl. Starter. He's not right. a respectable starter. He's not.
0: Well, okay, so so let me maybe offer this vantage point. Um you're Matt Canada. You interviewed for the Miami Dolphins job, and, and we'll never know. Nobody will ever know whether he was going to be offered that job or not. We know he he had kind of been offered the Steelers job before, and then we went through this whole having to interview uh, minority coaches and a lot of these other things. But um, if you're Matt Canada, who do you want to be your starting quarterback?
2: You want an honest answer? Yeah. You want, like, Trey Lance or Justin (laughs) Fields or someone like that, but you're not going to get him.
0: No, and and, and that's what I, I keep hearing from people. That well, you know, I, I think you know, Ben doesn't want to run this offense, so maybe it's time to go to, to Mason. It's like, are you kidding me? What the hell's Mason gonna do in, no. in Matt Canada's offense? Mason is less mobile than Ben is, yeah, and that's yeah. saying
2: something.
1: I, I, I don't know about that, but he's, not, he's well, not mobile, let's put it that way. And you know who's the no. least mobile quarterback, Haskins? Oh my Haskins. god, so yeah, I mean, yeah, the thing that's really weird about Mason Rudolph not being. And I don't think he's got terrible straight-line speed, but his lateral quickness is awful. He's yeah. not a good athlete as quarterbacks go. Do you know that Mason Rudolph's parents were both collegiate athletes? Both. I, I, I had heard that. Yeah. He, he's, this, um. This is a guy who should have quicks and just yeah.
0: doesn't. I don't he's, get it. He's, he's heavy-legged. I, that was one of the very first things I noticed when I watched his tape three years ago. He just his legs are very very heavy. He doesn't look like a guy that's laid on his feet. Yeah, ever. no,
1: not at all. In the pocket,
0: ever. he lacks presence and he moves yeah. like a sloth. Yeah, I, 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 so that that's the reason I bring those things up is because that's just where I feel this thing is at. When I hear people say, "Well, maybe they just want Bender retire so they can see what they've got in in Rudolph," and it's like, I, I think you know what you've got. I, I mean, what what more do we need? to really see um I, yeah he threw a very nice deep ball that game he played i mean but but he still doesn't throw the ball outside the numbers very well and as you pointed out he checks the ball down a ton uh um, yeah, no his but i you know
1: his outside passes take way too long to get there because he throws these long looping passes with a lot of air under them that give db's a chance, chance to make to up you yeah. know um to make up the gap they have between the receiver and themselves, and it allows for turnovers. Mm-hmm. And that—that that was mm-hmm. the, the thing we saw in 2019. Was was DBs turning around, tracking the ball, and either batting it down or picking him off. And that—that that to me is is one of the biggest issues with Mason. On top of the fact that I don't believe that he can read defenses, but you know.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
1: anyway well i'm gonna get all worked and, up here yeah um uh, long story short i'm not a, a mason believer i think you guys got that point already you know they i got
0: yeah, well I, I yeah and i don't i don't think ian is either um no i'm not and i'll tell you another thing Steeler fans um if you're real hot to trot on kyle Travis coming out of florida uh he's, he's mason he's, mason <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> He's uh, he, now he moves a little better. He's a big guy. He moves a little better, but his, his arm strength is is almost the same. Um, he cannot get the ball out to the numbers, and his deep throws are all arm. He he doesn't get his lower body into his throws at all. So I I, I would just let that ship sail if I were you folks, because I keep hearing Ed Bouchette talk about oh, I think the Steelers like Kyle Trask. Yeah, well, they might like him in the fifth round, but I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think you they know, like so him I at tight end. <laughs> 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 yeah, he could. He's like 230. I know. I know he could. I know. He, could. Up a I know.
1: he absolutely
0: well, hey, could play tight end. <laughs> Zach Gentry was a quarterback and he made the transition quite well. <laughs>
1: quite well. Um, <laughs> the clipboard carrying practice squad player. Yes, he has made the transition very well. You're right.
0: It sounds like we're probably never going to have Zach Gentry on the show. Um, but... Maybe you should invite him. He can defend himself.
1: You know, I mean, equal airtime.
0: That's true. Facing true. your
1: accusers. There's something to be said for that.
0: Right. That's true. There is. There is. Uh, yeah. Um, one, one other thing, too. Uh, Juju. And, and I, you know, I, I just think it's important for fans to accept reality. Um, and I know some of them have. It's just that they like to play as if they haven't on social media, and I and I, I love them. Um, but it, it's it's just not going to happen. You, you're just – Yeah, no. Juju just, said
1: yesterday he wants to be paid what he's worth. Yeah. And for the previous, what, 10 days, he was doing this whole, well, the grass isn't always greener, and, you know, even though that other team may be paying you more, it may not be a better situation, mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And that gave Steelers fans hope, and I get it. I love Juju too, too, and I I want Juju to to be successful. I think he's worked his ass off. Um, The whole social media, building my brand thing, that doesn't really bother me that much because it really doesn't impact him on the field at all. Um, I don't think so. I wasn't a fan of him dancing on team logos, but he stopped. Right. Um, You know, and and so I, I just think overall the guy's, a hell of a player he's an ascending young talent he's a guy Mm -hmm. you want to keep but given the circumstances they just can't and they have depth at that position and they're gonna have to move on and draft somebody else which they're exceptionally good at so
0: well uh, uh, yeah
1: if i'm them i don't doubt my ability to to pick another receiver who can contribute this oh, year no, I, yeah, in no, the middle I,
0: rounds. Can't argue it. Can't argue it. Um, Ian, I, I think you mentioned this today in our, our chat, um, talking a little bit about the fact that a lot of times when Steelers leave to go to other places, they it doesn't always turn out very well. That is
2: true, yes. Um, And that was actually something that Juju said that kind of caught my eye with his whole, you know, the grass isn't always greener thing. He said, you know, guys have left the Steelers and haven't done as well. I mean, you look around, uh, Mike Wallace for one, Mm -hmm. um, which I think if you actually watched mike wallace play in depth you kind of saw the signs that were there that he was all straight line speed he had no lateral quickness at all him trying to run like a 10 yard out route was like watching a (laughs) boat turn it was just like like he took round (laughs) corners he took so many steps to make a cut yeah, yeah, like it, it was did. it was insane. And like juxtapose that to Antonio Brown, that yes. was like foot in the ground, boom, like Antonio Brown was so sharp and exploded out of his cuts in such a way that, you know, when when Mike Wallace tried to turn, it was just like. It, it was like that scene in Austin Powers where he's trying to turn around the the little cart, but he's stuck between the two walls. It was, <laughs> yeah. just, it, it, yeah. was, it was awful. Um, you know, and Nate Washington did okay when he went to, to Tennessee, but he wasn't mm-hmm. never as good as he was with Pittsburgh. No. Um, Emmanuel Sanders was better when he had Peyton Manning throwing him the ball. But after that, I mean, even this year with Drew Brees, he wasn't all that good. Um you know, so so yeah, I think I think Juju has a point. I mean, Le'Veon Bell flamed out yeah. in in New York. Um, the Juju has a point here that you know he's he's seen guys go other places for more money to try and get their payday, and it didn't quite work. I mean, look, the the Le'Veon Bell situation is a perfect example. The Steelers offered him more money than what he got with the Jets, and he turned it down to go somewhere else. And took less money to be less successful than he was in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, I I think it's interesting that Juju's considering that. But we've talked about it before. I mean, he would have to take some kind of massive pay cut below what he's worth. And, you know, for a kid who grew up sleeping on the floor of a garage in his house, like, I can't. I can't blame him for, you know, no, wanting to make no. what is life changing money. I mean, it, you know. it, I,
1: I completely agree with every word Ian just said. Yeah. And I, and I also think that, that he deserves it Yeah, and Steelers aren't in a position to pay him.
0: No. And, and I, I think it's really, and this isn't a word we hear a lot with him because people just don't want to use it, but I think it's very mature on his part that he understands the history. He understands there have been guys that have left, you know, relatively in their prime, and it hasn't gone well. You know, a lot of young players don't really have any regard for, for what happened before them because they're so wrapped up in themselves. So I, I give him credit for recognizing that. Um, you know, at least I think so. I think it's worthy of it. But, um, gentlemen, we're just about to wind things down here. Uh, do either of you have a parting shot this evening?
2: Hmm. <laughs> part, part, part I, went, you know, I, I went first last time, so I'll let Ben go first this time. Yeah, Wait, that's right. That's
1: am part, going first. Yes. yes uh, I, have... I hadn't really thought about this. Uh Ten. Let me see. We talked about the cap, we talked about mm-hmm. Juju. Mm-hmm. Talk about uh, ben, Colbert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Colbert, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um uh, oh, there's a a Steelers Facebook rumor. <laughs> That Mike Tomlin. You had me at Facebook. Yeah, I know. You had me at Steelers Facebook. It's going to be funny. You're right. It is. It's funny. It's fucking stupid. Uh, There's a Steelers Facebook rumor that Mike Tomlin is in the works. A Steelers Facebook insider says, I have it from inside sources.
0: Inside sources.
1: That Mike Tomlin is going to get a three-year, $30 million extension this offseason.
0: Uh-huh. Uh
1: huh. I'm just going to tell you guys, that's bullshit. <laughs> and we're going to move on. Yes, he'll get a two-year extension this year. It will not be anything close to $10 million a year.
0: Uh, right. And that's fairly standard operating procedure for the Steelers to, uh, to give that with, uh, what, two years left, right?
1: Correct. They typically yeah. do a two-year yeah. extension on top of that. The last time, they only gave Tomlin a one-year extension, remember? Yes, yes I yeah. do. Yeah, and and this year they they're going to do a two-year extension. Okay. Um so, you know, he's going to be around yeah. for a little bit and <laughs> coaching contracts are fully guaranteed. Yeah. And yeah, it's not going to be for 10 million a year though, and it's not going to be 3 years, and that's really all I know beyond that. I mean, okay. getting that much information was difficult. But yeah, that's bullshit
0: uh and uh Ian any uh parting shots from you this fine evening I just as a
2: a word of of warning and of caution you Uh know especially with what the salary cap goes don't believe anything or get your hopes up too high until it's official same with you know signing guys in free agency same with whatever happens you know over the next month or so don't don't put too much stock in it until it comes from an official source.
0: Yeah, I think official that's good source. advice. There, there's, there's a lot of official sources out there in social media, and, uh, you know, that's up to the listener to decide and the reader to decide which are the actual official ones, but... Um, my own parting shot real quick, uh, goes back to the TV deals. You know, it looks like direct TV is going to get out of the Sunday ticket stuff. Maybe. And Maybe. Yeah. I, I don't want to say for sure, but, um, I'm all for it. And I, I would absolutely love for it to, to be spread across or to go to somebody that's a, a lot more accessible. Um, and you don't have to buy a dish and other packages just to get it and all that stuff. But I, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful. So. Um, in any case, so guys, that's, uh, yeah, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Uh, just direct TV is no longer going to do dishes and residential applications, residential installations. Um, it's streaming or nothing one and two, you know, basically it's two streaming services that are competing for the direct ticket deal right now. It's ESPN Mm -hmm. plus and direct TV. And DirecTV is kind of drawing the line in the sand, I guess, as far as how much they're willing to pay. Yeah. So the NFL is waiting to see if ESPN will step up and pay even more.
0: Yeah, my understanding is ESPN Plus has has been very successful, been a big hit. And uh, I, I hope that continues. If if they should Disney dollars, up. baby. Oh, gotta love Disney dollars. Well, hey, new Cruella Deville movie coming out. Marvel, yeah, Avengers, oh, all that shit. Awesome. And that is they they no, can't go no. wrong.
2: We we do not need any more gritty reboots of Disney villains. That is the
0: worst. <laughs> like, come uh, come up with that. something original. I'm
1: so excited. I want to see it. Are you
0: kidding me? I mean. Emma Stone is Cruella DeVille, you know, you know, yeah, I don't know. I love it. Yeah. Well, before we get too far off the rails, anyway, you've been listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida and uh, hang in there Steelers fans. The off season is going to be full of twists and turns over the next four or five weeks. And uh, we'll do our best to explain things to you. So, uh, for Ben and for Ian, this is Steel Dad signing off. And hey, those no Steelers,
1: Ravens suck.